everyone! Welcome to another awesome episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Today's Turdos, second seed, the 15th. Our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com, quality headphones, 30% off. You'll need our code off the record at TweakedAudio.com. And of course, by Audible, AudibleTrial.com slash Network. Download your free book today at AudibleTrial.com slash Network. And we'll talk about them later on in our show. Uh, also, our show is sponsored by some pretty awesome fans, such as Daniel M. And, uh, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm saying this name wrong, Nikal B., who wrote a nice statement toward us. And uh, we'll we'll get into that later on in the email section of the show. Uh, by the way, guys, hi. I'm LeVarwin, and it's glad to, I'm glad to be back. It's great to be back. Uh, you can find us at Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Dot com. You can follow us at facebook.com slash Elder Scrolls Off The Record. You can follow us on Twitter at Elder Scrolls OTR. And this show is being recorded live on twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. Like we do every 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. Well, really, it's Turdos. Uh, and you can also catch this show... And the video at youtube.com slash quest gaming network. I'm not alone though, I got some pretty awesome hosts joining me today, the one and only. He's hairy, he's smelly, he's a really good he's a really good catch lady, so grab him up right now. He's the eligible bachelor here at, at uh, Elder Scrolls off the record. Shank the tank. Yo, yo, what's going on, Evarwin? Glad to see that uh, you're back on the show, but uh I guess this means that uh, this week's episode's Lou's dead, since he's not here. We we don't have Lou, um, unfortunately, and uh, the whole time Dave thought I was talking about him. I really was. <laughs> I did. I was going to correct you because I bathe regularly, and other than what you see on my face, yeah, completely shaved. See that, so ladies? Dave is an eligible bachelor, is he not? You know you so like it. That's good because I I don't bathe. Completely shaved. Gross. <laughs> I'm gonna throw up my. Well, there's a reason why Shank doesn't bathe. He doesn't sweat. I don't. I, I don't believe in sweating. It's a sign of weakness. Probably be a good idea just to just to kind of get off that topic. I'm just saying. <laughs> there he is, guys. David Deanforce Adams, the man, the wonder, the myth, the legend. There he is, Dave Deanforce Adams. Hi, Dave. Hi. Would you like me to show you how shaved I am? No. No. You turn, sure? Turn your camera off immediately. <laughs> uh, there's no Lou today, unfortunately. Um, he's celebrating uh, his mother's birthday today. So, happy birthday, Mama Olan and Lou. I hope you're having fun. So, uh, what are we talking about this week, guys? The Elder Bots Online. Bots getting kind of redonk. We're going to be talking a little bit about that. Uh, there was another Ask Us Anything Variety Pack 14. We'll be presenting our selections off of that. Uh, patch notes, version 1.0.8. There's a couple of things that we wanted to remind you in there as well. Uh, this week in game will include, of course, Elder Scrolls Online, and I've got a note or two about Oblivion. Uh, plus, we have Dave's Guild Corner and your emails. But first, Dave, we've got something quick to mention. Oh, uh, no, we don't. We, we okay, a couple of things actually. We we actually have a couple things of uh, quick to mention. A few things that have made their debut this week on the Elder Scrolls Online official website 
is uh, Loremaster's article for Undead in Tamriel. Mm-hmm. The Battlemaster's Corner that goes in and dives into the build for a Resto Warrior. A featured add-on that kind of dives in and explores the workings of the Wicked framework, which, by the way, I, I use and I, I appreciate it. And finally, they have a new video for how to find a group. Now, normally what we would do is we would we would definitely go into the video, um, but it's about uh, 10 minutes long, I'd say, and it's, it's very dry. Um, and not dry like as in it's bad dry. It's, it's just that it goes into – it's a, literally a tutorial on how to find a group inside Elder Scrolls Online. So it's really not relevant to the show, which is the reason why we're not showing it today. Sorry. Paul, Nick, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> uh, you can check that out. It's very informative. It's it's uh, it's very good too. Uh, over at elderscrollsonline.com. Yeah, I was gonna say like if I, I know there's a lot of new people in this game to new to MMOs, so like that would be quite helpful. Uh, you know, if you want to go check that out on their website, I would imagine if you're listening. Oh man, I've never played an MMO. I want a group. I yeah. don't know how to. There you go. There you go. Alrighty, so um, on to I, I don't know. I kind of want to talk a little bit about the uh, the resto warrior thing here, Dave. The, I uh, don't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, in this week's Battlemaster Corner, they're talking about this uh, this build they're calling the resto warrior. Uh, just real quick, the skills that they outline here include cleave, critical charge. Reverse Slash, Rushed Ceremony, Restoring Aura, and for the ultimate, Soul Strike. And then for uh, secondary, they have, again, Cleave, Silver Bolts, Expert Hunter, Breath of Life, and as an ultimate, Werewolf Transformation. Hmm. Can, can I point something out real quick here? Mm-hmm. Uh, on this page, if you look at the second paragraph, this puts a smile on my face. What does he say? I built my character to be like my Skyrim and, well, Oblivion character that I enjoyed so much. That's really awesome. I think this just says, once again, how did you play in those games? Well, here you go. Yeah. Uh, It goes on to say that he was a two-handed heavy armored warrior with restoration magic. Obviously, the Templar was my pick in this. While both of my action bars are mainly DPS, I focused my hero on being able to dish out decent damage and provide group support. So, not too bad. Um, I don't want to get you know too much into it because we've got other things, of course, we want to talk about. Dave, what do you got there from your... Was that from your loot crate? Uh, what? 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 During the battle! Ah! Ah! Yeah, I got this from loot crate, but they're, they're fighting each other. Uh, so for the for the podcast listeners, why don't you describe what it is that you're holding up to uh, the camera? I have a, a little mini uh, chibi looking uh, Nord warrior with a, a helmet that comes off and uh, sword and, sh- and axe. And I totally have the uh, one of the Daenerys's dragons, but t- totally a dragon fighting it from Game fighting of Thrones. It. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know anything about uh, what, what are they called, chibs? What chibs is that? Is that what those things are called? No, they're they're minis. Minis, but yeah, I don't I don't even know what they are other than that. 
All right. <laughs> well, they're they're ultra cute toys, and uh, it's an ultra cute looking Dovahkiin you got there. Face is an ultra cute looking Dovahkiin. <laughs> oh, you know what? I forgot. I forgot to get my bumpers out. That oh, yeah. can be taken a multitude of ways. Can you believe that? Well, uh, all right. <laughs> I actually have to like now. I got to go in and, and and get this stuff because I can't I can't do a show without without these appropriate bumpers. You know what I mean? Like this one right here. In their tongue is Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. <laughs> I miss doing that. <laughs> now, which, which one's that from? What do you mean, which one's that for? That's for the uh, discussion. Discussion. No, what, what, which, what game is that from? Wow, all right. You're fired. <laughs> Half-Life 2. Half-Life 2! Half-Life 2. That's right. <laughs> all right, so we've got a video that we want to present in just a few minutes here. Uh, the Elder Bots Online. Uh, so Kotaku today reported, uh, which is Thursday, May 15th, that... The bot problem in ESO is has gotten pretty bad. Uh, now, Kotaku defines the term bots, which is actually a pretty comprehensive term, um, as this, and I quote, Bots are essentially spam accounts run by computer programs instead of humans and are designed to run on a sort of autopilot mode that lets them gather in-game currency, be it experience points, sellable items, or just plain gold. That needs to be on a wiki somewhere. That's actually pretty pretty good. Now, Dave, why don't you um, why don't you go into a little bit about about bots and what you've seen in game, and then we'll we'll show the video that they've got here. Well, it would probably be more elaborate if we showed the video first, and then why don't we go ahead and show the video first? <laughs> okay. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> elaborate on that. Let's elaborate um, on on the video. Right. So hold on a second here. Let me uh, just throw that together. Look at that. Oh my! In in beautiful three eighty. A few things to keep watch for. Keep in mind that player characters shouldn't be able to move through solid objects, mm. uh, first off. Secondly, um, if you see a large group of people doing the same action over and over, it's probably not going to be a person behind <laughs> the computer doing that. Right. So I'm, I'm playing it now. I got it paused. Keep your eye on this this group right over here that just runs into frame. Now, don't worry about the character that you're seeing kind of controlling the camera. Don't worry about that guy. There's nothing wrong with that dude. You want to look at the 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 characters in the soul shriven uh, set that you get as soon as you leave Cold Harbor. So, all right, see how they're all, you know, gathered up here. There you go, those guys. So the video just kind of cuts away, and and apparently this character has been been following him. You can see him right over down there, walking around together. Si- and, and what this frame looks like it's pointing out is that they're they're simultaneously running around. I think at one point he moused over them and you could see their name, which is just a bunch of letters on a like just random letters that they typed. Yeah, there they are right over there. <laughs> I'm sorry, it looks really funny. He's <laughs> running through stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so this guy's running on air. <laughs> you can tell that that's not a player inputted command. 
No. That that's not put in by a player. Anything that that so obviously breaks that rule, it may be an accident. You may come across a glitch that shoots you a mile across the land. That's one thing. But when you see character after character after character doing it, somebody put this in and scripted this in to like a macro to have it on repeat for as many characters as they have running on any multiple devices. Right. Which is obviously cheating. You're not supposed obviously. to do that. Obviously. Um, so I, I guess for, for those of you out there that are not a hundred percent sure, like what this is and why it's a problem. Like we, we kind of wanted to, to discuss it a little bit today. Uh, so, so, um, give me a question. I'll, I'll try yeah. my best to answer it. Let's let, I'm going to, I'm going to pretend like I'm actually stupid <laughs> and I may not actually be pretending. Pretend? No. <laughs> or you could just let me do it because I have no idea about any of this stuff. <laughs> there we go. That actually might be kind of fun. <laughs> so we've got some questions already prepared that maybe some of you may, may be asking. And Shank, why don't you present that? Okay. Question number one. Dave, why didn't you call me last night? Uh, why is this bad? By the way, the bots? thank you for saving my leopard print thong, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. You're, you're, you're welcome. You got no, no problem, dude. I, uh, I, uh, I didn't wash it either. I was yeah. No. I'm wearing it now, actually, in testament to what happened that evening. Oh, that that's good, man. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> so uh, go ahead, Shane. <laughs> Getting all flustered up in here. Um, all right. First question: um, Why is this bad? Talking about bots. Why is this bad? And what does it mean, Dave? <laughs> Well, it's bad for many reasons. The first of which, which is the most obvious, is that it directly affects the economy within game. This brings an influx of whatever farmed items or gold that they make from these bots. They're using that towards an end, be it either selling it or using it toward uh, some bigger, more evil scheme of theirs. Um, what this does, though, is it puts a lot of items that may not have necessarily been retrieved into circulation, making uncommon items more common, rare items more uncommon. It reduces the value of nearly everything on the market by doing this, is the big number one concern. <clears throat> so it makes it so a normal player... Though you may get a really good item, it's not worth anything anymore because of the bots. Now, I'm going to ask a follow-up question on this uh, mm -hmm. because um, now is the is the effect – because I honestly don't know. Is the effect exaggerated or is it uh, lessened or is it unchanged if you're playing with groups versus solo? It depends on how you play your game. There are people who can't play the game without surviving with the use of a properly measured economy. There are people who get used to it, who, who thrive in the MMO economies that there are out there. On the other hand, you have people who this will never touch because it doesn't matter to them. They don't buy gold. They don't interact with other players. They don't use the economy at hand. So it doesn't bother them one lick. So it really depends on your gameplay, but there is certain people who this completely destroys their gameplay by 
destroying the economy. Oh, yeah, like, you know, hardcore crafters. Crafters, yeah, big time. Gatherers, especially. And and really, like the the economic impact is um, is known from games that have you know far reaching auction houses. Unlike this game, which has you know guild stores. Um, I'm uncertain as to you know what the economic impact of of the guild stores is going to look like. Probably not much different. But what you saw in auction houses was you know simple economics. Mm-hmm. The more of an item on the market, the less it costs. Right. So, when so you have... it, conversely, to make any money, the rarer items, which should be sold for a you know a nominal amount, premium, are being sold for an exorbitant amount. Yeah. The real, the real. I mean, if you want to get down to like the least common denominator out of all of us, no matter what is actually happening with these bots. Um, the effect is always relatively the same, which is what Dave had said earlier. Uh, the the in-game currency, whether it's the gold or, you know, uh, powerful items, even those are affected, all right, the value of those things is is tremendously reduced. And the reason why that's a problem is because that's, in fact, why you're playing the game. That's why you're going through the content. The whole purpose of the game is to watch your character develop and develop the character through overwhelming challenges. That's where the reward experience, the the feeling of reward comes from through your experience, and you get something almost tangible for that, which usually comes in the form of, of gear, an upgraded piece of gear to make you stronger than you were before so you can take on increased challenges. But if there's more currency to buy that gear, or if there's just more of that gear uh, out there than the developers had planned for, it undermines the entire game. And it undermines your experience and everyone's experience in general. So that's why bots are bad. Now, speaking of experience, your experience, let's move into that. <clears throat> Two big things uh, that have been brought up are immersion and spawn rates. Your immersion is how much you feel like you're the character you're playing. And when you are in a world that's properly being run, where there's people in it, even in an MMO, where they're doing just their normal business, it looks and feels fluid. It looks natural. But when you have things like this, you have an unnatural reaction from a large number of player-controlled, or in this case, computer-controlled characters, it breaks that immersion. It has that feeling of, wow, I'm no longer playing in the world. I'm playing a video game. Mm. And that does ruin the gameplay for many people. Yeah, I know that we've, we've had a few, I saw even a few tweets about that today. How they think that this ruins immersion. Oh, it absolutely does. It's kind of, think about this. When you drive through a, a town, all right, uh, and you see, you know, all the houses are, are well kept. The lawn is lush and green and and edged. Um, You know, there aren't, you know, people just, you know, randomly jaywalking across the street with beer bottles in their hands. And, you know, you you feel like you're you're in a nice, well-kept, you know, um, safe area. But drive through another area where you have all of those things going on, just just blatant vagrancy going on um, in the street. You know, the the houses look run down. The 
the windows are all broken, uh, that kind of a thing. You automatically start to feel less safe than you did before. Why? And it's this bots in a game, when you see them, it sort of evokes that, not I feel I don't feel safe at my computer feeling, but really more like I feel like I'm playing a game that's sick, that has things going on in the game that shouldn't, that the developers aren't aware of it, or they don't know how to fix this problem. It is a problem. And um, I'm not too <coughs> confident in the... the <coughs> uh, <laughs> mute button, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay, uh, you're all of a sudden not too confident in the longevity of the game, so that it that's the kind of feeling that that bots can bring to the game. You could be playing a fantastic game that's well built, but if there's bots running around there, all of a sudden now you feel like oh, yeah, I'm not too confident in this game anymore. I don't feel like my my investment is going to pan out in the long run. That maybe I'm wasting my time because this game is just going to crash at one point. In yeah, I mean, because I, I consider myself one of those, like, I don't know, like a quote-unquote immersion-first type of players, mm-hmm. um, where, like, man, I there's, and that's one of the reasons why when I played the extended beta, it totally won me over, was because, and I think I was on the call with you, Devar, when, when me and you were talking about it, I was like, dude, I'm in this world right now, you know? Yeah. And that's that's a powerful feeling, and, you know, the other thing is that, you, Dave, you mentioned, you know, tweets earlier, I received, uh, you know, myriad of tweets today, ranging all over the place. I had some people saying, "Man, I I can't play the game because I'm seeing bots like you know every five feet trying to turn in quests and other stuff." And then I'm seeing other. Uh, I got other tweets saying I haven't really run into any bot. It's been you know I, I've been having a good time in the game. So that's why I asked you know the the, the playstyle question because it seems that for different players, different types of players, and maybe where you physically are in the actual world itself, the effect might be more or less relative to another area or another play style. So I think that that's I think when you're trying to gauge how serious is the situation, I I feel like something like that, you know, the varied responses would be a little bit more difficult to gauge just how serious the issue is. But, I mean, this is for me just not playing the game and just observing, you know, what you guys say, what players say, what our fans are tweeting me and what their experiences and stuff like that. So, so, so Dave, <clears throat> um, on to the next question. Why hasn't it been corrected yet? Well, we, we still have more on this other one. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot more to why this is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> first off, there's going to be people who say, I don't care about immersion. Like me. I, I don't care about immersion. I'm there to play the game. I really don't care if people do whatever. It's not going to bother me. Well, unfortunately, there is a way that this can bother you. And that's spawn rates. The developers behind the scenes set, let's say hypothetically, they set Wolf A to spawn once every ten minutes. Okay? You have to kill Wolf A to continue your quest. The bots want to also kill Wolf A to continue their quests, and there's a million of them in unison killing it one after another, halting progress for everyone behind it. Which is what people were seeing inside those dungeons. Absolutely. This is why it was a big problem there. Now, obviously, what that means also is that 
those kills were not done by a player. Those were artificially inflated, that, that number of kills. So on the back end, when developers go back in and say, hey, what rate should we fix these so that they're spawning at the proper rate for the people playing the game? Oh, yeah. When they look at that, that number that's full of bot kills, they're not going to be able to tell the difference right off the bat. Yeah, not to mention the fact that it completely distorts their metrics on how it absolutely easy, does how easy encounters are. If it it seeing... distorts metrics on uh, rates, on difficulty, on drop rates, oh, yeah. on nearly everything in the game gets distorted on how it comes off. If you were to have nobody, you know, if this goes on and then nobody else plays the game except one person and they don't deal with anyone else in the world and they play through it straight, it's still going to be distorted because of the bots that were there before playing with the numbers of kills and drops and difficulty and all of that. Sure. So it, it really messes up the game by itself. It gets messed up. So uh, I don't think there's, there's anything else we need to beat the dead horse on that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Uh, I think that was, that was a very important uh, note to, to make because, you know, other than the economy, you know, what else is there? And, and certainly there was, there's far more. So good points. Um, all right. On to the next question. Uh, why hasn't it been corrected yet? It's a good one, right, Dave? <laughs> Uh, well, two reasons. One, you'll never correct it. There will always be bots. If there's a, a, any way to input commands by any form or fashion, there's going to be someone who tries to trick the computer into looking like it's a human. World of Warcraft has been out for how many decades now? Mm. They 30. still have bots. Almost one. <laughs> yeah, almost one. Almost they, one. <laughs> they still have bots, okay? And they've done a lot to try to get rid of them. They, in fact, I, I have the article on, uh, if you want to look it up, there's Warden. It's the software for for Blizzard that they have on the back end of Diablo, StarCraft, and uh, Warcraft to try to stop bots. Even stuff like model edits, uh, cheat modules, modifications, speed hacks... A number of things that they've tried to shut down over the years, and they've put effort into it. But even still, there are bots in WoW, and there will always be bots in WoW. You will never play a game that's multiplayer. Hell, you'll never play a game that's single player, where there isn't someone who's trying to hack it or break it or cheat it in some way. The question isn't, how are they going to stop this completely? The question is, what are they going to do to try to lessen the severity of the impact as well as try to mitigate the number of people who are capable of botting? Do you remember... Uh, all right. Let me see if I can say this right because I'm going to screw it up if I don't. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. You know the server messages that pop up? Yeah. Okay. So pretty much every MMO has this. And I think uh, one of the first ones that I played that had this was Rift when Rift first came out. Yeah, they did it all the time. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Now, now I'm not talking about the little server messages that you see inside the chat box while you're playing the game. I'm talking like the big, right in your face, all over your screen server messages. You know, hey, we're bringing the server down, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, so not spam messages, like legit right. 
legit. Yeah, it, like, it legit. pops up in the middle of your screen. Yeah. When Rift first came out, I was I was running around in that game. I think I was in. Uh... Well, that doesn't matter. I was running around in the game, right? And all of a sudden, this huge server message comes up that says, <laughs> "LOL, I'm not a developer." Someone hacked the server message. Wait, feature. that was in Rift, right? Yes, it was in Rift. No, it, they didn't hack it. They accidentally left it open. Okay. Yeah, for one, like, a, it was half a day or something. If you typed in slash server, mm-hmm. I th- was it slash server or slash me? I think it may have been slash me. Okay. One, or, one way or the other, you could talk in server. It was hilarious. <laughs> So this guy, he got completely, it was, it was, it was very amusing to see this thing happen. And then like, as soon as it happened, I just see like the little chats, the, the little, uh, zone chat, just, just go from like a message here, a message here to like, bop, 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 message, 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 message of <laughs> everyone just, figured it out. just like laughing their butts off at this guy saying, that's what you say. Like you've got the power to communicate to everybody right now playing the game. And you say that like you <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just to go to, just goes to show you that, you know, if, if it can be like Dave was saying, if it can be hacked, if it can be exploited, <laughs> If there's there's a be hole, someone someone's going to try to walk through it. Right. It's that simple. I'll never forget that. What a funny little story. Oh, my God. Try. You know what's even funny? I, I This is this brings up the point, but um, go on YouTube. Uh, look up people getting to Admin Island in World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. They have to, like, shoot themselves way up high and then float for, like, five or ten minutes just to get to the island. Where the the admins are have their characters located. <laughs> what awesome. uh, is um, there? Is there like a specific place that that admin al- well, island is? There was, there was. It was, it was uh, right by Darnassus. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the first video that pops us is GM Island and raid equals ban. <laughs> yeah, no, they always ban the people who do it, but it's hilarious. Um, there's also people who've hacked or uh, broke their ways into uh, unreleased dungeons. I think we've even talked about this. Um, what's that? That one, the the tower from Burning Crusade. Do you remember? Uh, Sun Spire. No, the other one. The the dang it, Lou! Why aren't you here? He would know. Um, of course, Lou's mom would have her birthday on recording. One day, the that one I need day, him for one obscure question. <laughs> no, there, there's, there's a million. If the door is there, someone's going to walk through it, whether you want them to or not. Right. And it's that simple with any game that's ever been made. Okay. It, the problem is, is that they haven't stopped this from being an option. That they, the as I brought up earlier, the, they have a secondary application that installs with Blizzard games called Warden that notifies the game if a uh, improper module or hack or something is going on in the background, and it flags that account for deletion. This is something that's just gonna have to play out in its own time. I I remember in in Rift when you used to see this kind of stuff at the very beginning. Oh yeah, 
and then they dealt with it. And it's going to be the same here until they deal with it. I'm not saying, like Shank likes to say, it's normal, get used to it, but it's normal <laughs> for every game that to go through these natural progressions of people trying to break them. Yeah. Hey, welcome welcome to a new MMO, guys. Uh not that not that you have to not that you should just, you know, put up with it and not say anything to the developers. No, that's that's not what we're saying. We're saying that this is normal for an MMO, which by the way, I just want to say I'm I'm glad that Oh, how do I want to word that one? Uh <laughs> Oh boy, I'm glad the whiners are gone. Let's just say that. Oh my god, that's a horrible way to put that. No, well, you know what? I don't care. I'm glad. I'm glad you're gone. a monster. Good, good. You're a monster. <laughs> you're a monster. I'm glad. It's it's nice to know that that uh, it seems like the population that's playing in the game right now is actually the the unbolstered, un you know, uh, yeah, just unbuffed population. I suppose uh, the the uh, launch population swell is finally coming down to its normal numbers and i'm glad because now what we're left with is the actual community that well, really cares you know about the game you know why why is that this past week the first renewal was up for eso right that is correct so you have people who refused payment who yeah. didn't renew mm-hmm. who aren't returning to the game. And that's fine and dandy because the game may not be for them. But for the people who do enjoy the game, we now are without the people who hate it. Right. And it, it's it's a great feeling. You know, when I... And, and the reason why I'm calling on this is because, you know, I see that now in SWOTOR. And it's just <clears throat> such a joy to play that game now. You get mm-hmm. in there and it's just fun <laughs> through and through because the people that play that game really want to play that game and they enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, there's there's always discussions about what's good and bad, but... You know that the people you're talking about are real, honest to God, fans of the game, and now we're starting to enter that that era of, oh my of God. ESO. Oh man, our chat room is is snippet tonight. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, what's going <laughs> oh, on? They're they're agreeing with us, and I, it's not something that we need to say on air. Oh well, I, I, you know that's why I'm calling attention to it because you know we're an Elder Scrolls podcast, we're an Elder Scrolls Online podcast and we're we're talking to a you know the Elder Scrolls and the ESO community. So it's nice to finally you know get rid of the crabgrass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're they're calling out the crabgrass. Let's, so, let's put it so, that way. So right. Dave, what what you're really saying is what do you mean? Now we can finally play the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically. This is the Basically, moment yeah. that I've been waiting for since forever. Mm-hmm. And ne- next year is even going to be better. But anyway, I, I digress. So um, why hasn't the issue been corrected? Basically because it's a big issue. It's very complicated. It's not just one problem that's being no, exploited. It isn't. it isn't just one problem. It's yeah. not an easy fix. You, and it's not something that you can fix either. You just have to put Band-Aids and Band-Aids and Band-Aids on it. Yeah. There's no way to close the wound like this. And, and you know what? It isn't even a wound. It's people taking stabs. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, you know, if you've ever written a piece of um, of fan fiction, you know, and you give it to somebody else, you think it's the greatest thing ever. You're like, oh, man, this is definitely going to get published. I love this. It's fantastic. And someone reads it. They're like, mm, punctuation. Eh, this could have been a little bit better. Eh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know about uh, writing like that and having it picked apart, Bradford. 
<laughs> He's gonna hear this and be like, "I didn't pick your stuff apart." I love you, Bradford. Dave, you you can't write fan fiction for a news article. <laughs> Look, I felt that as then Lord Microsoft part. came down. I felt that Daenerys Stormborn would have been a lot better in a steampunk universe, okay? Judge me all you want. And we're judging you harshly at the moment. <laughs> anyway, by the way, Karazhan uh, in the chat room. Karazhan, Karazhan thank you. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, there was actually a second half to Karazhan that went See? unreleased because it was, uh, it was too scary. You threw me off when you said tower. Karazhan is a tower. I know, but I don't remember it as a tower. I remember it as just like a big haunted house without the Super Mario little ghost booze. Half the damn town places walking up and up through the tower. I, you know what? I only ran it once. That was a thing, though. Dude, I'm that. Oh, if, if there's any reason to play WoW, it's Karazhan and nothing else. <laughs> how many? <laughs> how many times did you hear this on Ventrilo? Hey man, uh, what? What's there to, what's going on right now? Anything? Oh, no, there's nothing going on right now. You want to do anything? Uh, I don't know. What is there to do? You want to run Kara? No, I don't want to run Kara. <laughs> 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 I solo Kara. <laughs> oh, and you're 85. Mm. Did, did, did anyone cast Intimidating Shout? Oh, my God. Can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> So, uh, why is it no other games have this issue, Dave? Why? Why is Elder Scrolls Online? There are no other games on the market today that have ever had anyone break the code. No one. There's no other games. ESO is the only game in the history of man to have someone try to cheat it. Well, that's about how you feel if you read some of the publications out there. (laughs) Honestly. No, look it up. Since the dawn of time... The dang, the first Super Mario Brothers. How many hacks and cheats and breaks and, and, and secrets are in that? You know, I get it. It's not someone, you know, using a cheat program, but hell. <laughs> how many times have you heard of someone doing a cheat program on Game Boy games? How many times have you heard someone using a macro in one of the, the MMOs on the market? You know, forcing, inputting a command. You know what? Here's a little anecdote that will probably get people's blood boiling. I've been banned from Diablo 2 on three separate accounts for um, injecting packets to force drops of Trangle's avatar set. Wow, you're a jerk. I'm a jerk. <laughs> okay? <laughs> it's I. There's a million different ways to break games. Dirty hack, sir. It's not even a hack. It's a program that some kid in Canada built and you just sniff a packet and replace it. <laughs> it's it isn't even it's like you you download it, it works. It's the same thing that they're doing here. Some kid in Canada wrote a program was like, "Hey, look, I can go through the motions of fighting a boss." <laughs> oh, what? This guy wants to buy it and make multi-million dollars for botting? Okay, sure. And that's how easy it is. <laughs> so so the bots are just like, "Guess who I am, you guys?" <laughs> they're all the same person yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I'm making light of a serious issue but no it's, it's I mean, something well, that, you, it's, know, you, you can't really serious. say that it's a serious issue when it's something that's 
people are just <laughs> funny people in the chat room are calling me a jerk i am that guy by the way guy. i'm i'm a jerk uh, we're going. Uh, we're we don't need the one star review this week, guys, on iTunes. We'll just say Dave's a jerk now and just be done with it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I look. It 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 is it is prevalent in all MMOs, but it, it certainly has been gaining a lot of press. Why though? Is it is it real? Is the problem really that bad? No, the problem is not really that bad. Is it? And the reason why I'm saying it's not that bad is because as soon as you get like past level 10 and you leave a lot of the beginning areas, the problem becomes uh, less. Yeah, it's not as big of a problem anymore and to the point where you barely even see it at my level, which, you know, I'm ashamed to say, unfortunately, is is 29 at the moment. <laughs> right. But and that, I think but that's why I was asking, you know, like about the other player's experience because I think it, it, it I think how bad it is to you personally depends entirely on how you're approaching the, oh, the yeah. play style. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. You know, truthfully all of these all MMOs have have this problem, you know, but you know, the negativity on a new MMO is extremely popular and that's what gets views is on YouTube and and on websites that that report this this kind of stuff. So you know, we we don't mean to say that the problem isn't a bad one, um, but we're all also trying to call out the fact that the press is kind of exaggerating on this to gain a little attention. So, <laughs> Dave's playing with his dragon right now. <laughs> you don't know. Um. So 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 then, Dave, what what should a person do if they if they see botting? What should they do? Okay, the number one thing to do mm-hmm. is to go on Twitter, yeah. type at ShankTHTank, mm-hmm. OMG bots. <laughs> you will get a retweet. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, that is the, right. the number one thing to do, obviously, because that's all I've seen today. No, the number one thing, and I, I joke, but I know a lot of people have been doing this. Uh, we've even been seeing it all the time while we were having this conversation from our chat room. The number one thing to do is to uh, report them. You know, there's even an option with slash bug slash feedback. You can even take a screenshot of what's happening. And while you're reporting it, report it. And I've seen on multiple occasions, mods will pop up that big yellow text in the middle of your screen and say, hi, I'm mod insert name here send me a message with any bots that you see and i will come and swing thine ban hammer mm. okay i've seen it multiple times they've cleared out whole dungeons <laughs> and you know this is this is commonplace now that mods will enter an area and just wipe it out of of bots that they see botting and that's what you do do you call for help and help comes it may not be on the snap of a finger, but they will get there and they will clean it out. Well, I'll tell you what, Dave. You know, you know who's fantastic for 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 doing those calls is uh, is tweaked audio. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's almost as bad as my Need for Speed segue. No, <laughs> that, was, yeah, that, we were that Need for Speed segue. Let me tell you something. That Need for Speed segue. <laughs> Got me over an awful, awful, awful time at work when I was listening to that. that 
was re-listening to it the other day, and I, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> the, the best part about it was just Dave's, like, if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to, to the latest Totally Heroes episode. And Dave's totally like, what? What does that even mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> Brian oh, was just like, "What? What do I even do here? What? What do you even do for that? Like, I, I'm totally lost. It was amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, there you have it, right here. Here's uh, here's some of the stuff that you can use in order to place a call, maybe over to uh, to Zenimax Online Studios customer service, and that's Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com. They make excellent earbuds. Um, inline microphone is on a good portion of these, and uh, I'll tell you what." They sound amazing. Call quality is great. So the uh, the people over at, at Zoss Customer Support can really hear your concern and and how upset you are. Uh, <laughs> the need for speed. What does that even do with headphones? It doesn't even slightly make sense. <laughs> uh, comes from all different kinds of shapes, sizes, and prices, of course, starting at nineteen ninety five and. Does it come in different speeds? It comes in uh, different... Uh, no, it doesn't. It's got one exactly. speed. Exactly. It's an inanimate object. It doesn't move at all. <laughs> Unless, of course, you pick it up and plug it into your phone and make a phone call. <laughs> and util- utilizing the inline <laughs> microphone, your call quality sounds fantastic. Uh, You're even trying to segue a- a- away from my interruptions. Right. How am I doing? Yeah, unfortunately, pretty well. Thanks. So let's check out these PB greens for nineteen ninety five. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> They've got a, a nice flat cord uh, here, which is uh, meaningful in some way. I really don't know. <laughs> here's here's my here's one of my favorite parts about these the um, the, the gold plated. Um, plug and that that really kind of push, pushes the audio quality in a lot of these uh not to mention that they're made very very well they're extremely durable have any issues with them give them a call give tweaked audio a call call them up and and say hey man had a bit of a problem no problem we'll send you new ones for free uh like check out the the parkour 2 in red that's uh 29.95 like i said lots of different uh designs and and prices here that you can choose from. All of them sound fantastic. Uh, these, uh, they rest right inside your ear versus the, the PB green, which rests on your ear. So uh, whatever feels most comfortable for you, they have a, a design option for you. Uh, these Eddies, which are basically like uh, Beats Audio, uh, they rest over your ears. They're $89.95. Holy God, uh, that's kind of expensive of our one. Yeah, well, we got a deal for you. Use our code off the record. Okay, at checkout, and you'll get 30% off. Not to mention free worldwide shipping. Doesn't matter where you live, they'll ship them to you for free. And of course, that unbelievable customer service. All at tweakedaudio.com. Tweakedaudio.com. Thanks for sponsoring our show, guys. One other thing that they do is they satisfy the need for speed. I'm not sure how they do that. <laughs> I hate you, evil. But if Shank, if Shank says it, <laughs> then it must be true. <laughs> God, I think the chat room hates us now. I, I think they do as well. You see what happens when Lou's not here to rein us all in? Do you see that? <laughs> 
All right, guys. Well, uh, ask us anything variety pack number 14 and some of our selections. Monday, May 12th, Zoss released their 14th Ask Us Anything article geared toward their recent event on Reddit. Uh, Here's what they had to say, and I quote, Still have questions after our recent Reddit AMA? Don't worry. You don't have to wait for a special event to ask them. We have some answers to new questions in today's article, and we're looking forward to responding to even more in upcoming features. If you have a query for us, send it to community at elderscrollsonline.com, and it may find its way into a future Ask Us Anything. We'll hope you enjoy today's answers. Uh, so it's right here on, on uh, ElderScrollsOnline.com. And if you're interested in checking out uh, checking this out, you go, you're going to check it out over there, of course. Uh, we're going to pick one each, I'd say. One of our favorites. And, uh, and read them. Read them off. Uh, starting with Dave. Hey, um, this is one that I actually was really excited to read because I've always been a raider. Mm-hmm. I raided in WoW, I raided in Rift, I raided in SWOTOR, and I loved it. And my big worry is how is large-scale PvE combat going to take place? And this question, like, man, I was hoping for this. Uh, the question says, will you be going for a certain tank healer sl- DPS setup for trials? Now, if you don't know what this is asking... There are requirements in other raids, in other games, to have usually uh, for for small, large scale, you know, medium scale group content is usually uh, one tank, uh, seven DPS, and two healers, or three healers swapping out a DPS. Right. For large scale, it's usually two tanks, uh, six healers. And then the rest DPS. Have you Normally. ever been? Have you ever been an off tank in a raid, Dave? I I have. I've actually been an off tank in the raid, and I was so good at off tanking, I used to pull off the raid leader, who was the main tank. Don't you kind of? Uh, he really hated me. Don't you feel like that's like <laughs> second string? Like you're yeah. almost cool, but not today. You know, it depends on the battle. Yeah. Because I know a lot of battles, and you know what? They catered a lot toward it in, in Rift. Where the main tank does something, the off tank does a completely different action. They're not just there to, to pull off of the main tank when he's too hurt. Yeah, it, it matters. They do show love to off tanks, but man, off tank, you can definitely feel set like second string. Yeah, you can. I've absolutely. I've off tanked before, and especially mm-hmm. when I was learning how to tank, um, I cut my I cut my tanking teeth. I'd you say, need to. In, uh, you need to be an off tank when yeah. you're starting. Absolutely. And it was just after a while, I'm just like, oh, man, you know, I, I want to mm. get I want to get into like I want to be the, the tank, not not the, you know, derpy little take care of the ads off tank kind of guy. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's where I first started raiding is uh, my guild in WoW uh, on my PvP server. Uh, I think it was Shadow Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, my guild, I was the only person online of the correct level. I had no raid gear whatsoever. They pulled me in as the off tank to a bear tank, and I was a paladin. Bear tanks suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was definitely a learning experience uh, being a paladin with always on threat. Sure. It was it was rough, but man, trial by fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the way it is. That's that's uh, that's certainly tanking and, and healing for sure. 
so back, uh, I guess back anyway, on to your question the, and yes, answer. Yes, the yeah. question again, will you be going for a certain tank healer DPS setup for trials is the question. The answer is, and I rejoiced reading this, not really. You'll need all of them to be certain, but in which proportions will be up to you. Also, roll switches with a weapon swap away. You'll probably need to be ready to weapon swap to be effective. Now, what this tells me is raid fights or trial fights in this in this matter um, may change on the fly depending on what comes out to attack you. Man, I cannot wait for the the setup to be you know one tank and a ton of DPS to, oh crap, something crazy happened. We need three tanks. Or, <laughs> oh crap, something crazy happened. Everyone flipped to healer. Oh my god. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, so, so what you're saying is that because it doesn't have the traditional setup, then it's crap. Get out. Get out. <laughs> Uh, speaking of traditional setups, and, and this this may this may take us off the uh, off the rails for a while, but I, I want to throw it out there. Um, this question sort of like dropped itself unceremoniously in my lap this week. Dave, do you think Elder Scrolls Online is a theme park MMO? And if yes or no, is that a bad thing? It is a theme park MMO, mm-hmm. Bec- but that is just its classification. Right. In all honesty, the only sandbox mmo which is the only other thing than theme park Mm -hmm. the only one on the market right now is eve it's the only one yeah and for there to be a non theme park mmo theme park meaning that there's static areas static events that you can walk up and have happen just like a theme park oh look the roller coaster's over there i'm gonna walk over there and have it happen Okay, mm-hmm. like, oh, look, there, you know, uh, Riften's over there. I'm going to walk over to it because it's in a static place. It's a theme park MMO. Congratulations. It has a, a map. But people claim that that's terrible. All MMOs are like that. The well, only way I mean, and not to interrupt, but I, I, mm-hmm. I, I know some of the listeners out there are probably saying that's a terrible definition of theme park MMO. OK, let them. But uh, what I. I, what I want to, I guess, sort of call attention to is that um, there are, you know, other there are other MMOs out there that that have maps, right? That have static content that are mm-hmm. um, sandbox MMOs. There's one, right? Well, Eve, right now, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. But you know, before there was also Galaxies. So that I, wasn't the, the the only way for there to be a sandbox MMO mm-hmm. is with. Um, areas that are not defined until you get there. The only way is if it if it were to work like how um, let's see, it, like Minecraft's a, a sandbox yeah, co-op. Like Minecraft kind of it it yeah. it uh, does it builds the world around you. Right. the 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 world is there, and you you sort of. It, <laughs> There's right. no direct. I, I think that would probably be one of the what big... a lot of people are mad about what they call um, theme park is when they mean that the gameplay feels like it's on a roller coaster, that it's on rails. That's not what a theme park MMO is, but mm-hmm. that's what the, the, you know, the connotation is that they're trying to get to. Right. The point is, is 
do I feel that it's on rails guided? You have to go through this quest, this quest, this quest, or else playing the game with all the different things that you are possibly able to do. I don't feel that it's that way to be the best in the game. You have to do everything. Yes, there are level restrictions, but name one theme park MMO that doesn't have level restrictions. Sure. It, they all have the level restrictions. So there's there's no way around that. Yeah. You do the quests within the level restrictions or beneath it. Or else you get a group together that's so large you can take on anything. Yeah, I have no issue with it being a theme park MMO in in definition. Um, but what I what I like about it is that it doesn't feel like a theme park MMO. Like, well, I'm, sh- like, I'm sure if you play it that way, it would. Sure, yeah. I mean, if you go from quest to quest to quest to quest to quest. And do absolutely nothing else. If you do only quests, if right. you don't experience any of the other side content, like the, the, the dolmens to do the dark anchors or the right. uh, open world enemies that are freaking everywhere. Right. Or if you're not exploring, doing fine. crafting, I'm sure yeah. that it's going to feel like the dullest game in the world, but what MMO wouldn't? Very true. Very, very true. All right. So um, back onto, onto the topic at hand. Um, but I, I just want to sort of get that off my chest that just because it is in fact, a theme park MMO doesn't mean that there's a, anything wrong with that. And B, uh, that it means it's a terrible game. Um, all that means to me is that it better be, it better not. I'm, t- I'm t- kind of tired of of the on rails sort of theme park MMOs. And um, Elder Scrolls Online can play like one if you choose to, uh, but I've I haven't felt that way because I know it's there. I know it exists, and I divert my attention elsewhere. And we get later on into in you know a few minutes into the show. Um, we should, we should probably move it on in about the next 10, 15 Actually, minutes. Actually, we, we can't because there's something that I have to bring up. Okay. On the exact topic that we're talking about. All right. Well, later on? Right now. Okay. I, okay. Right I now. saw SWOTOR Forge this week. And <laughs> and on SWOTOR Forge, which is Quest Gaming Network, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was watching that, and you made a very good point. On the show. When was this? Uh, right at the point where you were beating the boss of that dungeon that you were running. Okay. You were talking about how SWOTOR was getting constant influx from the beginning of it until now. Constant influx of content. And how it feels how it feels in comparison now to how it fe- felt when it first released. Oh, yeah. Now it feels much more fleshed out yeah. and finally feels like an MMO. Yeah. And... I could say the same thing. I started playing World of Warcraft in Burning Crusade. All the way through the end of the game. Noob. Right up to Cataclysm, it was World of Warcraft, and then it became crap. So let's just talk about it through Wrath of the Lich King. <laughs> Wrath of the Lich King, it was at its heyday. And man, it really felt like an MMO, because there was a million things for you to do. Yeah, There was multiple ways to level your character. There's a million things to do. There's always something on the side. Which is years after it ever de- It took it time to get there, exactly. Absolutely. MMOs are kind of like MMOs are kind of like a garden. You know, mm-hmm. when you get the garden going, it, it's nice to have, all right, pick a couple of vegetables here and there, but only after you've had it for a few years and you kind of get your green thumb and you sort of decorate it and after a couple of years of of that garden, 
it looks completely different. You've got more stuff mm-hmm. in there. You've got decorations in there. You know your way around the plants and all that. And like you start to get a feel for when's a good time to plant this versus that. And you know you get an idea that just you know the soil's not always the way it is down the road, and it's mm-hmm. different in your area. So they there, they, yeah. There are other games releasing that tout how much they have because they're releasing all the content that you would expect of in-stage MMOs. There's one in particular, I won't name names, but um, it's releasing with housing, it's releasing with all this different extra crap, but the gameplay is stale and feels really rough and just looks like a kindergartner's drawn it. It, it's you can't do everything and expect everything to be done right immediately. Well, I don't know if there's. I mean, I don't know if there's still fans of of that of that game, The Matrix Online. Oh no, I was talking about Wildstar. <laughs> oh, Moving on. Uh, <laughs> that is, I, that's fire. That's fire. Trying to keep it civil. Be civil. Anyway, I you, wasn't. You, gonna, how, I wasn't even gonna say anything. That bad. Damn it, Shank! Anyway, <laughs> no, you, the best way to go about MMOs, the time proven, the, the ones that, that stand the test of time, are the ones who don't do it right at the beginning. Mm. They're the ones who put out a good game, a great game, and then they make it even better by adding more and more and more to it and listening to the populace that plays it. And if there's one thing that I've seen from Zoss through the betas up to now is that when there's a problem, they fix it. And that's going to be the same thing that they're going to do when new content releases. They're going to put out great content. If there's a problem, they're going to fix it. Chiram's loving your comment, by the way. (laughs) They're loving it. All right, so on to the next uh, question and answer. Uh, And then we'll we'll, uh, jump over to Shank for his. Uh, So, unless Shank, do you have yours? Uh, yeah, I, I got my, but I, I picked it specifically because I think it, I like Zoss's answer more so than the question itself. Go for it, home slice. Uh, it's saying, um, so basically halfway down, they're talking about, um, uh, private, uh, uh d- just dungeon bosses here and saying right now bots are farming, um, uh, public dungeon bosses and ninja porting gathering nodes. Where are you on this issue? And I like Zoss's answer here because it's. I think I feel like it's. It's a genuine. Like it's a. It feels very genuine. Saying we currently find bots that are farming and remove them from the game as quickly as possible. We are always looking at other methods to discourage and reduce the amount of botting. However, the issue is tricky because we don't want to hurt normal players by changing the gameplay or implementing dr- draconian measures. So the methods we have. Uh, the methods we use have to be well considered and involve many people and that's that's what I like because it it sounds like a very 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 delicate balancing act that they need to put on here to find the issue first of all which that's probably an issue in itself like a huge exercise in itself um, because there's probably widespread uh, depending on where you are and stuff and even if people report them or not and then they have to figure out how to get rid of them or eliminate them and then how can we you know see if we can get this to not hurt 
the people that are enjoying the game. What can we implement a fix for that the fix will physically not have adverse effects on the people playing the game? I, I like this answer. They're kind of giving you everything in this answer. It's I, good. I agree. And they even dropped the word draconian, which is an SAT word. I love that it word. It is. They're like, draconian. Yeah, that would have gotten you at least an extra point on the Florida rights. Without a doubt. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I see. I, it's, it's, it's darkly amusing because I know you're not lying. <laughs> good Lord. Uh, so my, my favorite question here is, is this. Uh, comes from Anric, who says, So I'm trying to figure out how to hold decent aggro, and it's just not working out right. On bosses, I hit them with Ransack, and it doesn't even do anything. I can empty my magic and stamina with offensive abilities, and it just seems like bosses don't care about abilities. They just randomly attack players. Anric. And Zoss answers him by saying, There are two taunt abilities in the game. Inner Fire and Puncture. I have Puncture. Puncture, which morphs into Ransack, will definitely taunt a boss or any creature off of a teammate. And it does. It, uh, repeated use of the ability, however, don't <clears throat> taunt the boss any more effectively. Use it once and give the enemy time to reacquire a target. You. If the enemy was in the middle of an attack, it won't pull off of your teammate immediately. Also remember... That there are other actions, such as damage and healing, may cause the enemy to reacquire those targets, even if it is focusing on you already. Using your taunt at those times is important. Remember that you don't want all of the enemies on you. Your other teammates will likely have enemies engaging them as well. In a boss situation, if you're sparing, if you if used sparingly and in a timely manner, ransack will allow you to hold and effectively tank the boss. You can hold the boss by being the sole damage dealer on it and mm-hmm. dealing a lot of damage, but the boss is more likely to reacquire if you don't use some kind of taunt. Oh my god. Dude, I, I have been waiting so long for us to just geek out on how to tank. Yeah. Can we geek out on how to tank? Oh, uh, we're, we're getting there. We're getting <gasps> there. We are. We are getting there. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> Uh, so that is the, that is the ask us anything. Um, Dave, were you, were you building a tank in, in Elder Scrolls Online at all? I will talk about that later. Okay. Uh, accidentally, yes. Okay, cool. I want to hear all about it later <laughs> It on. wasn't on purpose. Uh, so we talked about tweaked audio and now some, uh, now on to some of the patch notes, uh, brought to you by our wonderful Shank the Tank. Who, who, yeah. gets, his, who gets his own theme song. Are you ready, guys? Are you ready? I- yeah. Here it is. Shank the Tank and his patch notes version 108 that dropped this week. Hey, Shank the Tank. And Didn't we kick Mori off for singing his own theme songs and crap? Da 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 da. <laughs> okay. Da, da, da. <laughs> Go ahead, Shank. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So this week's patch notes, newts. What does that even mean? These week's patch notes includes patch more fi- fixes tank, for bugs, tank. <laughs> uh, for bugs, blocked quests, and even some uh, for the Mac client. Here are some of the things of note 
For combat and gameplay, uh, for specifically the werewolf, uh, they fixed an issue where werewolves could use devour on the same corpse multiple times. That sounds strangely true blood. Uh, quests in <laughs> in <Super>. Oridon, <laughs> Vampa in Oridon, <laughs> one of the Undaunted. You can now advance past the quest step. Be initiated. That sounds pretty important. Uh, undaunted. <laughs> undaunted. Undaunted. We, we have are enthusiasm. Undaunted. undaunted. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <okay. laughs> in, in Cold Harbor, uh, for the army of Meridia, you will no longer become blocked if King Dinar becomes stuck while making his Cold Harbor speech. In, <laughs> the Hall of Judgment. You can now progress even if monsters in any of the waves get stuck. Sorry. In Grof, <laughs> uh, the eyes of the Azura, Irai will no longer become stuck and inaccessible for you, and alongside that, you can now interact with the letter on the table. Uh, UI fixes, there's one specifically for the map. Uh, they created a new map for Trollheda Summit in the Rift. Which uh, coincidentally gives you a need for speed. Wow. No. Wow. No. Anyone feel like playing volleyball? (laughs) (laughs) Top Gun reference. Yeah, enough of that, Goose. (laughs) Oh, why do I have to be the guy that dies? We'll be Maverick. You're Maverick. We'll be Maverick. Or Iceman. Does that bite? No, ice. You can't be Iceman because he's so fat now. <laughs> Have you seen my picture lately? He is. Oh my god. <laughs> it's yeah. There's a picture of him that's like I used to be Batman, and it's like oh my god. Yeah, I've seen it. It's 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 pretty it's sad. sad. Um. So those those are some of the very very few uh, things in the patch notes that we thought it was it was worthy of calling attention to. Uh, because a lot of the a lot of the fixes that they're talking about are are what I'd like to call path blocking or path breaking. Uh, so so for those of you out there that that were waiting on some of this stuff, it's there. Um, also, Dave kind of brought this to my attention as well. Isn't it kind of cool to see that uh, the patch notes for fixes are getting shorter and shorter oh, yeah. and shorter? They are. They keep getting tinier. It's yeah. like, oh my god, it's so full of bugs. Now it's like, oh my god, they are bugs. Yeah. Now it's getting to the point of, man, you know that one bug in ESO? Yeah. What now? A month <laughs> later, fixed. What now? Who who was that uh that that big game journalism uh journalist paper that was just ranting and raving about all the bugs in ESO? All of them? No, but there was like one in particular that was really obnoxious. If, usually, if it's obnoxious, it's IGN. Was it QGN? QGN. QGN. That's it. There was, Bradford. There was Angry Joe, who was just a complete jerk. Oh, on, on I, his... I hate all these bugs that got fixed two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I you know, fine, I get it. He's you know angry Joe, so he's got to you know whine about something. But whatever. Screw him. So. <laughs> That's why you should listen to Shankspiel. Shankspiel every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern. That's right. Yeah. For, for constructive, correct anger. 
Uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> this week it isn't, because entertainment uh, truists, purists, will yeah. be really angry. At I saw that tweet, and it was just... <laughs> Everything. So many people didn't get it. I know, stupid. Dave. So like, many people tweeted really? at me. They're like, they were like, you know, he's being sarcastic, right, Shank? And I was like, I'm not even going to respond to that. Yeah, like, man, who do we know named David Adams? Man, nobody's ever heard that name before. Wait, hold on. He was being sarcastic. David Adams, sarcastic? What? <laughs> I was about to tweet to Shank. So, Dave's Guild Corner. Yes, do I get a song? Do you get a song? You sang a song for Shank. No, you get pack. crap. Shut your mouth and do the... Best part is that that is the outro to every single Totally Heroes. Yes, it is. It, without a doubt, it is. Oh, anyway, so my hey, guild what, corner. What's going on in the guild, man? Guild corner. What? What's going on in the guild, man? Oh, you don't get to know. My guild corner. Your guild corner. Everyone's guild corner. Uh, remember, that's Elder Scrolls Offrecord.com. Head, head to the guild blog, and you can find all the news and updates. Uh, there's going to be a new guild blog post coming at the end of the month. But here's the official announcement, pre-warning you. Mm. Okay? You, you ready for this? Ready. Ready? Okay. We're dropping Mumble. <gasps> yes, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to have a voice chat system. We are moving over to TeamSpeak, and a big thank you to Mr. E for, for his generous donation. Uh, please visit the Mumble. It's on the sidebar of Mumble. Also, remember to check uh, our mega thread. It'll always be on our mega thread on our forums. Quick and easy to find. Remember, Mumble will stay up through the end of the month. That's right. It'll be all the way through the end of May. Last day of May, we're swapping over, closing down Mumble, and we will be totally down on TeamSpeak. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Shank. <laughs> Uh, also, if you if you are in Twitch right now, twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network, the information for TeamSpeak is right there, of course. Just click on the icon to download the latest version of TeamSpeak. And our uh, our TeamSpeak IP address, the URL, so to speak, is, is right underneath that as well. So you can just go ahead and copy and paste that, put it inside the client once you download it, and you are good to go, my friend. I almost killed it like twice setting it up. <laughs> also, um, speaking of Twitch, I think starting next week, and I may hold off on this idea, but um, I think starting next week, we're gonna we're not going to be using Twitch anymore for our live shows. Uh, I think we may go strictly uh, YouTube for our live shows. Uh, I got to talk about it, but I, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, everyone's going to be on board for that. So if you listen to the live shows, and I, I think there's there's a there's a live chat room in in um, mm -hmm. live YouTube mm -hmm. as well. So yep, it's just a different place. It's going to be uh, YouTube.com/slash Quest Gaming Network. So I believe next week, and and we'll tweet it out. Of course, um, 
I believe next week we're not going to be using Twitch anymore. We're going to start using start using YouTube, youtube.com slash network to do all of our live shows. Um, That's it. That's it. Um, we've got our Elder Scrolls recap. From there, we're probably going to talk a little bit about Audible. Audible.com. AudibleTrial.com. They're a, they're a sponsor. We're going to shout please, them please. out. Yeah, I'm going to let you do this one because last week I apparently offended <laughs> everyone. What, what, what? Blind people? <laughs> I could have hit you for that. <laughs> it's all right. I have like an angry mob of blind people outside my door who riot against me. Mm. It's really easy to get to the car. I just like walk out without saying a word. But it's really, it's really annoying. Shut, shut up, Dave. Just stop it. <laughs> So, Audible, audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork is the link you need in order to get your your free book today, your free audio book today. If you're, uh, maybe you're one of those those folk out there that say, you know, I, I just don't have time to read, but I'm really interested in, in some of those, you know, the, everyone at work is talking about this book uh, way back when, when the Da Vinci Code, like, first came out. That was, that was me. Walking the halls of... Uh, you know, General Electric Healthcare Division, wondering where I'm going to buy uh, nuclear parts for uh, medical equipment. I uh, keep hearing people, you know, chatting about you know, Da Vinci Code, Da Vinci Code, Da Vinci Code, and uh, what? I don't even know what that is. What is that? Is that a? Oh, it's a book. Oh, I don't read that. I just play video games. And I was interested in it because everyone was talking about it. Now, if I had an Audible account, AudibleTrial.com/slash/QuestGamingNetwork, I would have gone there. I would have signed up for. A free 30-day trial, which comes with a free book. And I would have downloaded that book or a whole host of many, many others. Uh, audiobooks these days are pretty freaking awesome. It's not just some old fart reading to you by... by uh... Is that the one where Nicolas Cage saves the United States Constitution? Uh, no. <laughs> the, the Da Vinci Code? No, yeah. No, that's that's not it. That's yeah. a national treasure. He has to use uh, Benjamin Franklin's glasses. No, yeah. national treasures where the guy uh, like whips himself in the back, and it's all about Da Vinci having a code. And <laughs> wait, so so Dave, you can you can download all this the Da Vinci Code and find out for yourself, which is a fantastic book. But if you're an Elder Scrolls fan, we'd also recommend Infernal City and Lord of Souls. The two novels by Greg Keyes that take place 40 years after the Oblivion Crisis. Good stuff, especially if you're into the culinary arts in, in Tamriel. You'll have to check that out in order to understand that, I suppose. So, thanks to Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Network for, for sponsoring our show in part today. How's that, how's that grab you? Loosely and slightly to the left. So, Shank, what would you do in Tamriel this week? Well, one of the first things I did was satiate my need mm. for speed. That could probably stop happening. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> that could probably stop happening. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. All right. Uh, so... 
I uh, we I took over the, the streaming duties for classic Elder Scrolls Night last uh, <laughs> you said last duty. Yeah, I did. I specifically pronounced it that way too. Um, for uh, Friday last week, uh, taking over for Evaro, he was on his break, and uh, I was I talked on th- last Thursday about a new character I had made, so I was playing that character on the stream, and of course her name is Dew, and just a quick uh, recap she is a one-handed sword with a shield but i'm also using uh dual wielding daggers uh for stealth and so for sneaking so i can get uh you know with the one-handed skill does uh kind of play double duty <laughs> with uh the the sword as well as the uh the daggers so you can dual wield the daggers and of course stealth you will you'll get the uh 15 times damage with that so I, there were some interesting observations that I had while playing this, um, and I kind of broke it out into categories here. Specifically for the combat, I found that there was a really, really interesting dynamic uh, to the combat because of the way that I chose the uh, my my weapons and my playstyle in general. Really? Um, yeah, I, I noticed because I, I noticed you know specifically to the shield because I'm playing with the one-handed sword and a shield. And I found that the shield has a very subtle uh, use case to it. And it's it's not it's not like an overtly weaponized item. Like you can't just like take it and just you know it's not it's not as kind of outright as a, a uh, as a sword or like a spear or you know whatever bow crossbow whatever you have. But it it has its uses, and to understand the uses, you really got to like tinker around with your combat style. And I found that that was pretty interesting. I, I, I had a lot of fun just trying to tinker around with how specifically to use my shield, not just for blocking, but also to, mm. you know, you can so do you, a shield you've, bash. You've leveled up to the point where you can throw it? Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, and, you know, like doing the shield bash and stuff and like how you time that attack and then counter with your sword with that. So I found that there was like just doing this, there was like, I, there was like a certain rhythm to this style of combat, which, of course, I've never really experienced in skyrim before um yeah you can sort of stagger your opponent back if like they're in the middle of a of a charge charged attack and you hit it like just as it's about to hit you 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 block it just as as it's about to hit you can sort of stagger them a little bit yeah and that's it was really cool because like i i found that there was a lot more rhythm to the combat when you play it more direct combat like this yeah versus when you do the ranged which is what i'm so accustomed to because you're totally avoiding, you know, direct conflict with when you're using a ranged weapon like a bow. And so you, I found, you know, the combat with your bow is a lot more ad hoc because you can sort of pick and choose, you know, from a distance. Okay, I can snipe this guy, but I can snipe him from this way. Or I can go around here and get these guys. So there's a lot more like ad hoc right. uh, improvisation can. you can do with a bow versus with a sword and shield, which is a lot more direct. And just by its nature, it's a lot more... It's not. I want to say restrictive, but your 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 choices on how to approach it is a little bit more limited than using a bow. Yeah, because you basically are walking into a room and everyone sees you and they just attack you. And and your 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 main strategy is I've got enough health and and armor on me to survive this. That's that's one of your big yep. big strategies right there. Just I'm just going to absorb it. Yeah, and <laughs> that's the thing. Like it's I I'm actually it's not I, I'm not finding it repetitive because the rhythm is it it, it's, it has a certain rhythm to it and it's dependent on who's really attacking you. Yeah, and I don't think this is a bad thing. It's just it's just different from the bow. 
Um, and it's, it's definitely for me, it's something new, which once again, I will repeat this 750 plus hours in, I'm having a new experience. So that, that should say something. Um, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, combining this with my bread and butter stealth and this is with my dual wielding daggers. So what I did was I actually did, cause my, this is a brand new character. And so I went through Bleak Falls uh, because that's the first dungeon. Mm-hmm. And I went through there, and it's, it's also I just love this. It's definitely my favorite dungeon in the entire game. Yeah, so I you know, apart you from how how like that was your favorite your favorite dungeon, and then of course John was like trolling you a little bit and, and saying yeah. because you know where all the enemies are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say that I was kind of like I was uh, as I was listening to this and vacuuming uh, my house, I was I was agreeing with you that it, it is actually my favorite dungeon too. Believe it or not. Yeah, because it's it's like the first time you show Skyrim, and like that's one of your first quests, and that's that sort of sets the bar. It sets your experience to what a dungeon is. Um, so that kind of it, to, and I don't know. To me, it's always like memorable versus some of the other dungeons. But anyway, I, I was going Wait, hold through on, there. Hold on a second. The entire podcast needs to stop right now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Liz, Mistress LeBeau, has joined the chat room. Yay! Oh, Liz is here. Yay! All right, go ahead. Right, so I was going through Bleak Falls Barrow. (laughs) Apart from, obviously, the spiders and the scripted Draugr in there that you can't really get around, uh, I was sneaking through the whole thing with my daggers. And it's this was even a little bit different, because with your bow, you can still sort of take enemies out. But with your daggers, even though you're still sneaking, just simply by using daggers you've automatically brought the combat a lot closer to you you can't keep it at arm's length as it were so i really really took my time through bleak falls and i snuck and i was walking very very slowly so if you actually watch the stream or the uh the recording you'll see me like literally moving at a snail's pace and but i didn't disturb a single draugr from its crypt um and that's the way I wanted to do it and my sneak leveled up like crazy but i got through it without disturbing the draugr you know, that I didn't need to fight with really. So as, as a sneaking character that is using a sword and shield along with a bow, how do you, you mean not, not bow with daggers. Uh, you're wearing a, uh, right. A bow. You're using a bow. Wait, you're using a dagger. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using two okay. daggers and a sword and shield. I totally misunderstood you then. So you're, you're using two daggers and then a sword and shield. Yep. Or are you wearing heavy armor or light armor? I'm I'm wearing light armor, but I'm using a heavy armor shield just because I I will take the extra heavy armor just for the uh, protection that it serves versus like a hide shield. Um, especially since I'm lower level right now, that I I'll, that that heavy armor definitely helps a little bit. Are you finding it difficult to sneak around with the heavy armor? Uh, no, not well, because the actual like what my character is wearing is is light armor, but the only heavy armor piece is the actual shield. So okay. it's it's it right now it's difficult to sneak just because I'm low level and like if I move a little bit too fast, people notice me. Yeah. So I'm I'm really like really walking very very slow right now, but it's I'm really liking it because it's making me really observe my environment a lot more and pay attention to it a lot more. So. Basically, like my final thoughts on this, I, I love this combination. It's something that I've never done before. 
which I don't think can be stressed enough after I've dumped 750 plus hours in this game. It's something I have never done before. Um, I like the new combat, uh, the dynamic with the sword and the shield. Um, but I know, uh, you know, for familiar territory, I can always sort of, uh, rely on my stealth with my daggers if I need to, uh, which that's always something good to have a fallback on, which is one of your strengths. Um, so what I like about this though, is that this allows me to do two quote unquote different play styles uh, at the same time. So I can do the companions at and the thieves guild at the same exact time. Um, but I won't be out of my comfort zone because of the way that I built my character. So I like that. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely explore more with this. It's gonna be it's I'm looking forward to it. I played a little Oblivion. Awesome. Week. Hells uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. And after all the things that I've done with my paladin character in Oblivion so far, um believe it or not, he's only like level fourteen or fifteen. Um the one thing I have not done so far was the main quest. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> so I started it. I should have started it earlier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because as soon as you go into Kavach, and it's not even that, as soon as you go into Oblivion to, you know, destroy the, the Oblivion gate, everything in there is is like much higher level Daedra than than would be if you went in there at like level two or three and fighting just scams. Like I, it, it was like I was fighting Dramora. Yeah, dude, th- that's a, that. This is the crazy thing with Oblivion's main quest. If you, there's only two feasible times when you can play this, when you can do this quest. It's when you immediately start the game and you're low level, or when you're so jacked that you it doesn't matter. Like anything in between, you're screwed. Yeah, and I'm I'm definitely like on the low end of that in between. <laughs> so I I had to use like some uh, creative of Arwen techniques to get through that that uh, that that Oblivion gate. I mean, I just I, and I'm thinking to myself like, what does Shank do? And then I had him in my head saying, I just basically run all the way up to the top. That's that's yeah. So that's what you do. <laughs> that's what I did, and it never worked for me. Like time and time again. It never worked. I eventually got my way up there and I, I destroyed the Oblivion Gate. And then comes the, the wonder of that is Kavach. Uh, I cleared out the entire courtyard after trying to figure out like how many health potions I actually need in order to barely survive this encounter. With all of these like giant lizard, bipedal lizard, flame, uh, fire-breathing Daedra. Clan Fears. And Clan Fear. They were in there too. Um, finally did that. Got to Martin Septim, and he's like, Oh, um, so I just like need everyone to come with us if you're going to save me. I'm like, But I just killed everything in the courtyard. Well, how does that. And then I, oh, I have to talk to that guy that night that gave me the original quest to go into Oblivion in the first place to shut down the gate, then come in here and do all this. Great. So I go and do that, and like all of his posse of you know idiot knights go running in there, and they've got like this much health left, tiniest amount of health from fighting the the Daedra that they were fighting when I first walked into the area in the first place. The tiniest amount of health. They go running in there, they all die. 
So now it's just me fighting the entire courtyard of, of course, far more enemies in, than were in there initially. So that took me a while to finally get through, which I did. So that's where I'm at the point now in this game is, is uh, I finally saved Martin Seth. Um, so that was cool. Uh, you're, it, dude, it just gets worse. As in, like, your situation's just going to get worse from here. I really don't know. Like, what what do you think is, like, an appropriate level to actually be doing this quest at this point? One or, like, probably mid-30s. <sighs> All right. Maybe I'll do Shivering Isles. Because <laughs> I, was, I was on that, and then I decided I wanted to do this. So, Well, let me ask you this. Have you done any guilds? Have I done any guilds? Um, <laughs> I don't think so. And mm. yeah, Wait. you might want to check them out, man. Because I just I was... from doing the guilds, okay, yeah, you'll you'll probably level up just by getting experience in your skills. But you also get some pretty cool items that may help you. Yeah. So what made me do this in the first place was I was doing the mage guild quests, uh -huh. and I was trying to figure out which where which town I need to go to in order to to get the the restoration trainer. And then I find out that the restoration trainer that I need for my restoration level is in Kavach. So Kavach is a thing right now. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was kind of like between a rock and a hard place and I did this and I'm just like, so whatever. So yeah. I got to I got to sort of like figure that out. But in any event, um, I did actually that that's where I'm at in oblivion right now. So I played that this week. And um, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, finally happy to say that I'm actually level 29 right now, and I 100%ed Grotwood. Yay! I'm on to Greenshade. I'm so excited. I did all the quests. I got all the lore books, all the Sky Shards. I discovered all of the hidden locales all in Grotwood. 100%. I got all the achievements. I'm so excited. And... Um, my new skills that I've been... I've, I've, got, I've received... I don't, I don't know all of them because I've been... Like, like I said, this maybe over like last two weeks I haven't been on the show. Uh, I missed last week, obviously, and then the week before we didn't even we didn't have a show. So, so in two weeks I've gotten a lot of skill points. I'm not sure where I put them all in that time, but I can say that um, I've put it into defensive posture, which is in the one-handed and shield mm -hmm. tree, as well as spear shards. And I unlocked like a bunch of passives in blacksmithing, alchemy, adric spear, heavy armor, and light armor. I play a Templar, by the way. If you if you didn't if you didn't know and what those what those words a Templar. Uh, so I am totally loving my my Templar right now, and I'm I'm looking at skills that not nothing that I want to use at the moment, but conditional skills skills that I'm going to use for for certain obviously for certain conditions is really what that means. So I want to get into tanking. I have puncture. I've had it for a while. Works fantastic. I love it. Which is why I unlock defensive posture. I want to get into. I really want to like slot in all these skills when I decide to to tank inside of an instance. Uh, spear shards. I'm kind of waiting to level up to see before I pass judgment on it. Right now, it's a little underpowered for my for my taste. Um, it's a skill where it's like an AOE attack, and these spears like come down from the heavens and just like impale all of the enemies around you. And it leaves one spear in the ground for your party member to run up and use and be able to damage enemies with that too. But it doesn't quite work as some of the other AoE abilities that I have. So 
I got to level it up and see what it's like at that point. Then I'll pass judgment on it. But for now, meh, not too good. And that's basically that. Yeah, I don't think I'm leaving anything out. I'm very interested to see what, what Green Shade brings to me. Uh, very much enjoying the story so far. I know a lot of you are also veteran ranked, so I'm sorry I'm lagging so far behind, but, you know, work in the network uh, has been keeping me at bay, so um, no rest for no, the No, you shouldn't have to apologize, man. I mean, that's just, that's your play style. Yeah, well, it's not really more my play style, is that I really just don't have time. Um, like right now, I we're how, how long is the show running? And I mean, this this could be game time, but it's not. It's it's podcast time, and of course, there's writing time, and you know, work's mm-hmm. been work's been a pain. Um, I think it's a long just, time to get a show going. Well, then just play yeah. the game twenty four seven. I agree with that. that let's do that. <laughs> I think I put in probably about thirty hours of ordered overtime this week too. Well, not this week, but like. Since Jesus. I've been on the show, like, th- yeah, it's been crazy. At work. That's crazy. So, I, I mean, I, 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 I feel bad because, I mean, here I am. I'm leading a podcast about this game and I barely have time to play it lately. But it has nothing to do with me. My desire it has everything to do with just just inability right now. And so I'm, I'm doing my best, but I am very, very happy. And I'm almost to level 30. So I'm getting excited about that. New achievement coming soon. Level 30. <laughs> Anyway, what about you, Dave? What's what's going on with you? How 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 have you engaged Tamriel this week? Well, uh, as I promised last week on the show, I would come and talk about my Nightblade veteran rank builds. Uh, it's been a while since I spoke about my Nightblade builds, but uh, last time I was what level thirty, something like that, leveling up. Right, still low. So. Now I'm veteran rank, so I want to give an insight into my veteran rank builds. And my first build, remember I told you a minute ago, I accidentally built a tank. (laughs) I'm dying to hear about this. It was not intentional, but it works amazingly well. My first build, I dropped dual wield and picked up sword and shield. Mm. Beautiful, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm currently, as as we talked about earlier, I'm using Ransack, uh, mainly because it de- it deals damage to armor. It also bonuses armor. But Ransack is awesome because I've had people who get behind me, especially when in a group, because of that taunt that comes off of Ransack, it's great. Yeah, I think Rans- I actually got that recently. Dude, Ransack is amazing. Yeah. It is, first off, it does a wondrous job doing what it does. Um, I'm sure in another episode, maybe even later today, we'll talk about what threat is and what threat isn't, but what it does is it puts a, uh, dynamic threat, timed dynamic threat, and, uh, it doesn't do much damage, but it does, its effects are great. On, also, I'm using a, a, an axe, a one-handed axe that deals damage to armor. So Ransack destroys their armor. My axe destroys their armor. Hmm, what else do I have? Oh yeah, I have Surprise Attack, which destroys their armor. Hmm. Nothing can stand up against me if I catch it off guard. Wow. Speaking of catching things off guard, I have Shadowy Disguise. I pop in and out of of being disappeared because there are bonuses uh, for Master Assassin 
uh, the bonus increases damage by 15% if I'm crouched and catch an enemy off guard, or if I pop invis through using shadowy disguise, catch them off guard and smack them. I can usually kill most things in one or two hits in veteran rank using the combo of shadowy disguise and surprise attack. Wow. But on top of that, I can decimate nearly anything by using shadowy disguise, which by the way, doubles my crit rating. So that and Ransack, it's ridiculous. Now, utility-wise, Ambush is always awesome. We've spoke about this before. Gives a bonus to the next attack. Of course, the uh, I also have Swallow Soul, just because if I'm moving, it's awesome to use. My ultimate is the Kamehameha Wave. It's the Soul Strike. <laughs> okay. I use Soul Assault. But the big thing, and you will not believe this, it's exactly what Shank was talking about earlier. One of the best things you can do with this sword and shield is using the mouse-controlled block bash ability to take advantage of enemies when you don't have Magicka to spare. So I use my Magicka. Now, when I'm using my Magicka, specifically when I'm using Surprise Attack or Shadowy Disguise, I get a 15% bonus toward my stamina i use that to use shield bash or i use it toward ransack until i my magicka comes back i bounce back and forth between the two and just tear things apart hmm. it's a very good combo deadly bash is really what makes that live because for each rank of deadly bash it reduces the cost of your blocking your block bash by 25 percent and increases the damage of it by 50 percent wow it's surprising how much damage you can get out of that. Of course, I also recommend Fortress for this build, because that's pretty sick as well. But yeah, the big thing, oh my god, nothing beats Shadowy Disguise and Surprise Attack. It's devastating, and it stuns them forever. Wow. So my question is this. Is it better mm -hmm. than Intimidating Shout? <laughs> well no <laughs> uh, but Ransack anyway <laughs> just be we have people in the chat room who uh, may not know what one of the two things do um, the heal effect in this because usually things don't survive so I don't really need survivability but I do have swallow soul mm -hmm. which is strife it does pull in the heal speaking of that I have bow skills now this is something I talked about last time but I've kind of ramped it up I'm doing the DPS bow build. Or, I'm sorry, not DPS. Uh, damage over time, dot, okay. bow build. All right. So, I have, of course, Swallow Soul. It's one of the greatest range skills ever made. Mm -hmm. Heals you and increases healing from all sources. Amazing. But on top of that, I now have four damage over time abilities that I just throw on an enemy. Hmm. The number one ability... For anyone who's using a bow, no matter what spec you're using, is Venom Arrow. It puts on a decent dot. On top of that, it's a ranged interrupt. It's beautiful. Love it, love it, love it. On top of that, I have Crippling Grasp, which is an upgrade of Cripple. It does a damage on hit, possible stun, boosts my speed, damage over time. It's pretty good. Consuming Grasp, Trap, I'm sorry. It's Consuming Trap is Soul Trap. 
just upgraded. It really has a rare chance of even working, but it's great. And finally, is the one I touted so great on the last episode we talked, I brought it back again, is Degeneration, which is the upgrade of, of Entropy. This is the number one thing you have to keep on, because Entropy, you pop shots off at your enemies, and you just keep gaining life back to the point where it's it's unreasonable. That's in the Mage's Guild tree, right? It is in the Mage's Guild. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> the second you can get it, pick it up. Yeah. So, as I said, I have four dots. Venom Arrow, Crippling Grasp, Consuming Trap, and Degeneration. Throw them all on my enemy. I pop normal hits off of it, usually heavy attacks. If I'm moving, I don't want to be casting a heavy attack, so I swap that for Swallow Soul, which also gives me health back. Hmm. And if the enemy casts a spell, Venom Arrow, good. So I do. I have a close range build. I have a distance build, a range build, and they're amazing. But one thing I want to put up there uh, for anyone who's looking to build anything: keep in mind that enemies, especially in veteran rank, especially bosses, will not be stunned by certain effects. There are many effects that will not deal with the bosses. In fact, I'm pretty sure even consuming, or not consuming, track, crippling grasp may have issues with some bosses as well. Sure. The number one thing is the agony skill. That's for Nightblades, the agony skill. The skill states that it stuns the enemy, locks them in place, then after the skill lets them go, be it a certain amount of time or them receiving damage, it will deal damage over time. It would be nice, but it doesn't activate the damage over time unless they are successfully stunned. Bosses cannot be successfully stunned. No. Even the uh, snare ability on yeah, uh, snared. Vampire, mm-hmm. uh, Vampire's Bane in the, in the Templar tree, even that mm-hmm. um, has no effect on, on a boss. Exactly. So you have to read your skills... Know what you're using and know what cannot be affected by them. Because there are enemies who I I had a build and I was completely ready to go in there and deal some damage, and three of my five abilities didn't affect the boss because of the stuns that were in them. Wow. That hurt. That hurt bad. Yeah. But you know what? That's one of those things where when you when you go against that boss. You know, and you you learn that, and it kills you. You go back, and you're like, "All right, time to reslot some abilities for this fight. Let me take this out, this out, this out, and this out, and institute these other things." And and there you go. Mm-hmm. So, which is which is something about the game that I actually like. I like the fact that every now and again you have to rethink something that has been tried and true for you. Oh, I've yeah. been noticing that. I've been noticing like a lot of annoyance about that out there, and. Well, it's because they they came out and said that you can play the game your way. Right. People took this as, I can build any build in the game and be amazing. And it'll be viable. Right. That's not what they meant. They don't mean throw any skills on your bar and they're successful. You can play the game your way. You But the problem is, is you when you come up against something that stops you dead in your path, you need to come up with your way to get around it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the way it goes. That's how it is, you know. And that's a good thing. 
because it's different. Well, I don't know. There was something I came up, uh, at least when I was um, in the, in that PTS. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a dungeon that I kept getting stuck in. It was for one of the uh, the um, the the faction main quest line, I believe it was one of the one of the quests for that. And <laughs> these two guys just kept in the dungeon. There was like two bosses. Um, and one guy would rush me and like, there was like a mage or something in the back that would like heal him. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, how do you, you know, what do you focus on? And I I was playing my Nightblade Archer for this guy, uh, for this character, I should say for the PTS. And I kept, uh, I kept dying and I had, I looked at my skills and I, I, absolutely refused to like change to like a sword or something because i wanted to play the bow i wanted to i wanted to experience my bow with my poison attack and all those other skills that i had spent so long you know you don't have to change that but i I mean you you could you could find other skills that you could use that maybe would root or snare the um you know the the guy rushing you and focus your dps on usually uh, crowd control abilities that don't completely shut down an enemy will normally work until the very top-end bosses. Right. Right, right, right. No, but that, that's what I'm saying, is that, like, I, I kept my bow and my, my, my stealth core st- play style that I wanted because I did not... I really... I was like, I'm, I'm going to play my bow. I kept that, so I kept, you know, using that to combat the guys, but I did actually switch out one of my skills, I remember, to a trap, which I had uh, been using... But so I think and yeah, I mean, I think this is what you're talking about, though, but because like I I know when I play a certain way, I want to experience the game for the first time in, you know, the way that I love doing and not really change the because to me, if I change my weapon, that's a that's a different play style, really. So I kept I kept with my bow, but. It's I, I I sort of liken it to say you know say you're um you're you're playing Skyrim or something and you're you're you know launching fireballs launching fireballs oh wait it has no effect on this guy well okay well let me try a shock spell you know so right. you can still you know swing at him with your sword it's just you're using a different spell or you know the skill um uh, variant of that if you were playing ESO so that's that's what I think. I think that's what you meant. Forget, like you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but hmm. all right. Well, uh, so Dave, is that uh, is that it for your for your build? Yeah, yeah. I have the ranged dot, and then I have the sword and board, which is amazing. And as I said, I I, I was surprised how tanky it was. Right. Okay. I had people lining up behind me on some open world quest bosses and <laughs> you're just taking them out. Uh, emails are coming up next, guys. But first, let me just want to mention that uh, questgamingnetwork.com, that is that is the network that owns this show and so many others out there. Uh, follow shows like Classic Elder Scrolls Night. We record that Friday at 9 p.m. Uh, as well as Swotor Reforged, Mondays, 7 p.m. Eastern. And Totally Heroes, Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern right now. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, we have forums as well at CaseQuestGamingCommunity.com, uh, Facebook.com slash Network if you want to follow us on Facebook. 
Uh, we're also on Google Plus, Google.com slash plus sign Quest Gaming Network, YouTube.com slash Quest Gaming Network, and right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network as well. So big shout out to everyone and everything out there, QGN related. So our first email for today uh, comes from Kane R. And Shank, would you be so good as to read this, sir? Sure. It says, hi, guys. I was reading the outside of my Imperial Edition box and noticed that under the recommended system specs, it says, quote, subject to change over time or something similar. Could this mean that Zoss will be updating the graphics or engine in some form in the future? I know the lifespan of this game could be very long, so if in 10 years ESO is still running strong, would it be viable for the graphics to get an overhaul? And if it is possible, could it mean an even longer life for the game? I haven't played any MMOs for launch apart from ESO, so do you know if this has been done before? Just thought this might make for an interesting discussion topic. Hopefully I haven't rambled on too long. Hmm. Thanks. Keep up the great work. The show just keeps getting better. Kanar. Dave. Hmm? What do you think? Do I think that they will be upgrading the engine or giving some sort of overhaul in the future? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I don't think they can They can overhaul the engine, but what I... Th- I mean, they it's can overhaul common. the engine. Yeah, they, overhaul they, have, the engine. they have the engine is proprietary. It is their own engine. If they put in ways to upgrade it, they, they could make it better, yeah. So. All right. There's yeah. ways of making it better. There's there's a ton of things that they can do. I mean, hell, let's look at other games. SWOTOR, mm-hmm. near the beginning of its launch, did an upgrade for shadow effects. Killed a ton of the people who played it, but still. <laughs> they upgraded nearly immediately. World of Warcraft has upgraded a few times. Yeah. But their biggest one is coming out with their next expansion, the Draenor expansion. Yeah. Where they're going to be upgrading every character model to a high-res image. There's a ton of, of instances of games that have upgraded to better looks. Hell, they, I'm sure that they're going to be coming out with... with as, as technology advances, they will go with the technology. Exactly, yeah. I think, I think it's... It just, it's it, I mean, especially... It, it just kind of makes sense that you would keep up with the technology and keep the game current and, you know, five years from now, sure... Do an engine overhaul, make it uh, give higher resolution textures, you know, do whatever the effects are that are available at that time that you know yeah. that an average PC can do. Yeah, you can do it. If it's only going to make your game look prettier and enhance the experience to the player that much more by creating a more beautiful version of Tamriel, yeah, mm-hmm. why not? You know, the images that they're using, they started drawing using the uh, hero Hero engine, yeah. Hero engine in mind. They're not using the hero engine, but as I've said multiple Thank times, God. you can Thank tell God. just by the look of it, you can tell that they used the hero engine to make a lot of their art. Mm-hmm. They they were in, you know intending that they started that out on that. Of course, they they dropped the hero engine, but they kept a lot of the art assets, and you can tell. Of course, they are higher resolution than the hero engine now, but that's where they got their first start. I'm sure. When they move on, when technology advances, they're going to go through systematically and upgrade all of the art assets when necessary, if necessary, and make it look even more beautiful and more stunning as time goes on. Yeah, and one final word on this. I knew, I uh, just 
purely from playing the beta for you know as long as we did, I noticed that there was one specific patch that really, really improved the lighting, and that was just in the beta. Um, you know, less than a year's time of uh, you know of beta. So I, th- yeah, they they can definitely do this. I have no doubt that they will, and I, I hope they will. All right, Dave, on to our second email, please. This email comes from Anki. Says, hello, Elder Scrolls off the record. I hope my email finds you well. It has. <laughs> I began playing TES when Oblivion came out. I'm sorry. And it's still my favorite game. We all make mistakes. I can take a younger, more heroic me into a colorful world of beauty and make a difference. I also enjoy Skyrim, but I feel detached from my character somehow. She's not me, I might say. I've not bought ESO yet because my fear is that the character will be even less me with hundreds of other players around experiencing my same story. The question to the host is, do you feel as if you are the character, as if you are the character in ESO? Thank you for the Elder Scrolls shows and for your time, Anki. I think Shank is best equipped to answer this question. All right, I was not expecting that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so my my answer is going to sound like a cop-out, but it really isn't. And the answer is, it depends. What does it depend on? It depends on your play style, I think. If I, I feel like if, if your focus of your experience, if what you want to get out of your experience is the questing, and just you know solely focusing on one sort of specific, specific thing... I, I I don't think I, I don't know if you would necessarily care that oh hey there's other people running around whatever, but if you're if you're you know on the other hand you might have a focus where I want to be totally totally unique I want to be myself I want to be I want to stand out in the crowd then it, it I think you it it will be you 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 will have a different experience. So in my own experience I can play with my, you know, second coming with the extended beta test. That's one thing I wanted to test. And I found out that in certain situations, no, I did not feel like I didn't feel unique in the sense, but I felt like I was my character. There's a slight difference there. Unique in the sense that yes, there's other people doing the same quest that I'm doing. So uh, the, my importance was slightly – I didn't feel as necessarily important, but I still felt that it was me as the character, meaning I was playing my playstyle with my bow, with stealth, the way that I liked to, to avoid enemies. So I felt that, yes, I was my character at that point. And of course, when you go out and explore, man – there, there's nothing. There's no better feeling for, for, me, for me for that because I felt so unique and the solace and just the world around me. It was me and the world. I should, that's probably the best way to put it. So it depends on your play style. It depends on what you're looking to get out of it. And I think it really – you need to take a step back and say, what do I want to do in the game? Mm. What am I looking to do in the game? How have I played Oblivion? Can I translate that style successfully? And I have a very self-admitted, extremely extremist play style in these games. And I found that for the most part, yes, I could play that way in Elder Scrolls Online and still come away feeling it was me, even if my importance was not as, I didn't feel as important, I still felt important. Verbose answer, but that's my answer. I'll, I'll say this uh, before we move on. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is not 
it is not a replacement for your single player Elder Scrolls experience. No. Nor is it meant to be. Right. And it's not meant to be. It's meant to be an MMO that's an Elder Scrolls game. And it's going to play completely, di- not completely differently, but you are going to get, you're going to get similar nostalgic feelings playing the game. And you're also going to get a completely different uh, gameplay experience out of this too, which can be jarring if you're not ready for it. Yep. Um, that aside, the Elder Scrolls community has embraced this game. This is not, there's no, people in the Elder Scrolls, and I'm talking like hardcore, long-standing community pillars like the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages 20 something years right right they're gonna... the the, uh, the Imperial Library Lady Nerevar of the Imperial Library okay we're talking about pillars of the Elder Scrolls community have embraced this game there's a reason for it because it is and it feels just like an Elder Scrolls game you know, and and unfortunately, I'm going to mention him again. You know, Elder Scrolls Online is not like playing pretend, Angry Joe. It's like playing an Elder Scrolls game, which you would know if you played Elder Scrolls games a lot. So, I, I, <laughs> I mean, there if, it is. If, <laughs> if, if if I can send an angry, hate-filled email, just totally deriding this game and literally just hating it come back take a second look at the beta for the second time and say you know what i really love it i think most people will like it yeah. say that much yeah I mean, it's it's a it's a great game it's a fantastic elder scrolls experience um it's not going to be oblivion it's not going to be mm-hmm. skyrim it's online that's what it is and but it's part of the family and you know it, you should take a look at it with uh with an open mind and and enjoy it for for what it is and it's only going to get better if there's it's only going to get better from here and i'm not saying there's something wrong with it i'm just i'm just saying it's going to get more populated and more content and more enjoyable as as the years go on and you're right something really quick i mean you said it's not oblivion it's not skyrim you're right but it does have elements from those past games and as it should and so you will recognize those games and it will It'll feel familiar, yet new, is how I look at it. All right, so uh, our final email actually comes from Mikhail, who's the... I think I'm pronouncing this, this person's name correctly now. Um, the person who, who donated to our show uh, in the very beginning. Well, Mikhail had left a very, very nice note uh, with his donation. And we wanted to read it for you today in our email section. Uh, and uh, Mikhail says, Greetings, ESOTR. Having listened to every episode, this letter is long overdue. I apologize for its verbosity as a result. I want to thank you for a truly wonderful program. I am as addicted to this podcast as I am to ESO. I have grown so fond of each and every one of you and your terrific shenanigans. You are, each of you, talented and, ent- and entertaining, and it is truly my pleasure to be the recipient of your wealth and wit of in- and information. Avarwin, you have you have that awesome, booming, commanding voice that steers the show in just the best ways always. Dave, how I love when you upend everything with your antics and expressions. Shank, you are a kindred spirit, as I too play solo in ESO, but I really wish you would 
play the game already as I'm eagerly awaiting to hear your <laughs> adventures and miss that you are not a part of that yet. Lou, you melt my heart, period. I can truly hear your genuine affection for the lore as you read it out <clears> to <throat> listeners. And Liz, you have the voice of an angel. I so enjoy your wonderful, talented work. It's a true joy listening to all of you whenever I can. I have been in ESO since early access and still play solo. I have not at this stage joined a guild as a guild yet, as I want to experience at least one character to max level solo, Shank style. I have, of late, however, been thinking more and more of joining your guild and listening to the camaraderie and kinship leans me more and more in that direction. I'll probably be looking you all up in-game in the near future. I love how you love Elder Scrolls and how you interact with listeners and the community as well. You have even, on rare occasions, caused me to tear up once or twice. Of Arwen, I'm talking to you, buddy, for your encouragement to a bullied listener and in your appreciation for the game going live and making it past 100 episodes. The best compliment that I can give you, the best compliment I can give to you all is that I would feel lucky and honored to be a part of such company. I know you're all, I know all, I know you all are taking a much needed and deserved break, but I would still be anxiously awaiting your return. You all deliver me that mundane existence of reality in all the best ways, and I would be quite eager for the next fix. Thank you most sincerely for a truly wonderful quality show. You have more than a fan in me, Mikhail. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. <laughs> what can I say? We're, we're ballers. It's it's. I mean, we we put we put everything into into these things. Yeah, we put our our. I mean, I think Lou had put it uh, very very well about a week or so ago when he said that um, if you could put your blood into this network, I think you would without question. Oh yeah. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. So to get to get an email or to get anything at all, just just the simple statement of you know I we appreciate everything that you do and is just it's it's such a wonderful thing so so thank you thank you for that and uh to all of you who have been listening for a long time um we do this honestly we we honestly god's honest truth because i would have quit this a long time ago this is hard we do this for you yeah yeah it takes hours to fix the shows sometime it takes yeah sometimes days to get the shows written because of news coming out that contradicts each other. It's a job. <laughs> and yeah. It's something that we're, we're doing out of the kindness of our heart because it's something we love to do, but <laughs> that's what it is. It's a kindness that, you know, we're, we're happy to do it because it means a lot to us. We probably still do it even if we didn't have listeners, but it does take a lot of work to get done and there's no direct reward for doing it. I'm going to be the humble one here and say, you're welcome. Wow. <laughs> Shank, why don't you take us out with the, uh, the final QGN community segment? Sure, man. So you guys can check up on the latest and greatest in elder scrolls news, general gaming and how to join our wonderful baller community at elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Of course, while you're there, check out our guild blog and guild forums that uh, Dave is so uh, 
you know, out of the kindness of his heart and because we forced him to under lock and key. Uh, to run up and head up there. Uh, you can email the show at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter uh, for obviously uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record, just at Elder Scrolls OTR. You can follow Ivarwin at Ivarwin. You can follow Lou, uh, who's not here, at GamerGuy11B. You can follow Dave at Butt Stallion. <laughs> wow. And you can follow. <laughs> Dude, I'm almost tearing up from that. From that last email, and then you kill me with butt stallion, dude. <laughs> oh my god! This is a tradition, man. On the show, I got to do that to you. I got to troll your Twitter handle. Uh, butt stallion says that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you can actually follow uh, Dave at Angel Hair Buttocks. No, actually, it's D and Force. D I E N Force. And of course, you can follow uh, myself. At Shank the Tank. S H A N K T H T A N K. Remember, leave off the E so that Ivarwin can tell you why you should leave off the E. You're not supposed to say that. That's like. That's, <laughs> I got like the weirdest, like, autoerotic feeling out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's just. That, I, I feel I, like I walked yeah. in when the door was closed or something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, that's what happens when you leave your leopard skin thong on my couch. <laughs> Don't make fun of oh, my choice of By underwear. the way, that was my leopard print. His is still down here. <laughs> oh, you left it in the basement? Yeah. What the hell were you guys doing? Or as Shank likes to call, the love dungeon. No, that's my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, final thoughts, starting with Dave. Oh, God. I love our listeners. <laughs> I really do, man. Uh, I love the, the guild that we have going. I love hopping into, uh, well, now, TeamSpeak and talking to people. I know I don't do it enough lately. I've been kind of burnt out from being sick, and even during the break, I was doing guild stuff. But I I, I love our, our listeners. They really do keep me coming back every week. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I, I completely agree on that On that notion. We've got some pretty awesome listeners. And the support that we get literally keeps us going from week to week. Um, and I was, I was saying to, you know, one of our, one of the friends of the show earlier today um, that, it, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just wonderful to get any, any kind of, you know, appreciation that, that comes our way. And, and certainly, Sometimes it comes away, it comes across uh, in a big way, so it's it's a wonderful feeling um, to feel important to to the Elder Scrolls community, which is you know a community that that we're a part of, and and certainly uh, a community around a game series we love so much. And to feel you know important in that community is is a huge huge reward in and of itself, and, and quite an honor, truly. So thank you all of you. Um, wow, Elder Scrolls Online. You know what I mean. Uh, uh, the trolls are leaving. Bye. There's a door. Don't let it hit your ass on the way out. And, um, I'm enjoying the game every time I play. Uh, looking forward to it. I think it's got a bright future. Uh, goodbye to the bugs. Don't let that door hit your ass on the way out either. <laughs> and, uh, bots, bots, bots. Um, one day they'll, they'll all be gone or, you know, one day they'll, they'll mostly be gone and looking forward to that day. And hopefully it comes soon. Uh, until then, you know, see you, see you in Tamriel, of course.
and Shank. I have the need for speed. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're having like a deep, you know, emotional reaction to things, and Shank has the need for speed. (laughs) Oh, don't forget, guys, Mumble is now going to be TeamSpeak by the end of the month. Yep. Conversation is happening on TeamSpeak as we speak. TeamSpeak as we speak. Speak. Uh, So head over there. Uh, enjoy that. We'll be in there in a little while. Uh, Elder Scrolls. Well, Elder Scrolls off the record. Yeah, it's a Quest Gaming Network production. We do it in association with the Middle Earth Network. Thanks again, everyone. Take care. And Dave, say goodbye. Uh, good, goodbye. And Jack. Peace out, Holmes. To to Mama Olan. Happy birthday. Happy birthday! We missed you, Lou. Come back soon. Come back next week. And to you, our listeners, thank you very much. Take care, everyone. Be safe. And as always, may the foos be with you!